we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome to a post FA Cup semi final edition of a Purely Arsenal podcast. It's an early Monday morning and I've got Neil Shaw with me. How are you doing, Neil? Um, very well. I just want to say 21. 21? Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that very much. Um, mm-hmm. I can't wait to get into it. Um, we also got James Johnson with me. How are you doing, James? Yes, good morning. Uh, I echo the sentiments of Neil and yourself. Very, very happy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we were all watching. We were talking about it leading into it. It was hard. We had such a tough game in midweek, which um, we, we got a result that I don't think any of us saw coming, even the most optimistic ones. And then this game... We felt it was going to be even more challenging. Um, City have looked unbelievable since the restart. I know they had to set back at Stamford Bridge, but other than that, they've really wiped the floor with everyone. And I include Liverpool in that, but though, you know, we're, you know, we did the same ourselves. So cheers, City. You know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. um, but um, getting on to that, it was a whole different prospect. And we ended up winning the game 2 0, and I, I can't wait to get into it. So let's talk about the game. Um, just a couple of things on the lineup. I don't want to go too much detail because I think there's so much to talk about on the games. But, James, you post your lineup always about 24 hours before the game. You know, I love looking at it because I, I never have a, you know, a, the, 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 I'm not good enough with the apps to post the lineups like that. But I love seeing them and just talking about them. But I think the biggest surprise, probably for most people looking at that lineup, was Ainsley Maitland Niles taking the left wing back slot. And but they did move Kieran Tierney to a centre back slot on the left side, which all three of us have been asking for for a while, probably since the Sheffield United game where Kalashnikov made that that ricket and, and and so on. We've been saying we've got other options at left wing back, and he did go with that. Um, other than that, I think the team was was pretty much as we probably thought. A little bit surprising to see Saka left out. Um, James, let's get your summary, mate. Unbelievable win. We're in another FA Cup final. Yeah, um, I mean, it's a funny one because I was I was confident going into the game. Um, you know, I think we all predicted wins, didn't we? And I, I said two one lack of set. So, I mean, it was what our thirtieth FA Cup semi final. Um, there's just something about Arsenal in the FA Cup and Wembley currently that's just it, it makes you feel a, a bit different. Um, I mean, as as the game got nearer, I thought maybe I've taken it too far. And, you know, we've lost, what was it, the last seven games versus City. I think they were 20, 20 to 2 on aggregate up, weren't they? But, um, yeah, for some reason, I was just madly confident and about this game. Um, I can't really say to anybody why. I mean, obviously, after the Liverpool performance, you might have, you know, fancied yourself a bit, bit more. But, no, I was, I was really... You know, quite confident about this, and I think it was only Leeds have beaten us in our history, uh, back to back to back, as more times than any other team, which was eight. So City, City done it seven times. So I was thinking, well, you know, we've never we've never had that in our history. So maybe we got maybe we got a lucky one here, or you know, maybe we're going to nick this and what have you. But no, the three four three, I I had no problem with it whatsoever. Um, in my lineup, I put Maitland Niles out on the right, just from the point of view of that I think he plays the best with Pepe. Yeah, and I thought that Pepe would needed to be 
unleashed more in this game. Um, I think the last couple of games, obviously, you know, he hasn't played because of, um, you know, his wife and what have you, or girlfriend or what have you, given birth. And uh, when he has come back, he's looked a bit off the pace. But um, no, I, I thought in this game, he's, he's, you know, we need to get him on the ball and get him doing what he, what he normally does. And um, no, I, I thought that uh, Maitland Niles out there on in that left wing back role was superb. And um, you know, obviously Mustafi was a concern after the uh, after the Spurs game and everything else. And no, he he he, he was relatively fine as well. I I couldn't, you know, to a man. I can't really point at any faults for anybody. Yeah, I agree with you. I think uh, it was so hard. I had a lot going on in the day, and it's so hard for me to pick a man in the match initially. But I think Luis stood out for me. We're going to talk about I'm just going to ask you a question yeah. about players. But I think from minute one to minute 90, you know, I thought Luis was absolutely sensational. It was by far the best game I've ever seen him play for us. And, um, it, you know, it's a, it's a dramatic turnaround from the, the previous game against City for, for that player and for, for, the, for the club, really. Because, um, I mean, he had, a, he had an absolute nightmare in the, in the previous game. And, um, and, he, and, and he was absolutely fantastic in this game. I mean, every, it just felt like everything was cleared by him. I think he won four aerial duels. His pass percentage wasn't necessarily fantastic, but he was, he was winning the ball early, sometimes going, going, going and challenging for balls in the middle of the park. Our first big chance came through that, which we're going to touch on. But, Neil, um, obviously, overall summary on the game that James summed up great. But how do you differ this game, Neil, from the Liverpool game? That we, Both teams we knew, we had 29% possession in this game, which I think we had 31 maybe in the Liverpool game. So there's a lot of similarities in, in, in that sense. But I just felt this was such a... A, a, a brilliant performance and, and a, such a brilliant game plan by Arteta. Um, how do you see it um, different from that game? Because it felt like a bit more snatch and grab against Liverpool in a way. I think uh, where Liverpool was the mock, mock. This was this was the real deal. That that's the difference. I thought it was more polished. Um, it was more complete. I think it was immaculate. There was uh, the game plan that Arteta set out. Uh, was that's why I don't think any of us can question. Any of the lineup because I think you got all the lineups spot on. They all knew their duties and roles. They all played for each other. We we we, we you cited uh, Louise there, and I agree with you. I think there was maybe six or seven candidates possibly up for man of the match. But I would say if I was pressed, I would have gone for Louise. I tweeted that someone asked me the question. I tweeted the same thing that if anyone was going to be picked for man of the match, it was Louise and. You, you saw from him and even Shaka, I saw many times that they were, even Niles was doing it. They were pointing, shouting at uh, their, their their fellow play, uh, players saying, you know, get here, get in that position. They all knew their positions and roles. Uh, and, and, and I just felt that where Liverpool, I think it was really well done. Uh, you know, it was an amazing uh, performance and, and victory at the end. Um, and I think that was obviously gave the, the the foundation and the confidence for the players to say, we've done it against Liverpool. It's going to be pretty much the same kind of um, game against City where they're going to have m the most of the possession. I think in both games, we had spells of 92 versus 8% possession. And we still ended up, ended up victorious in both games. But I think, so they, they knew what they were going to get uh, playing City. But I just think it was, it gave Arteta a chance to make it even more more of a clinical kind of setup, uh, and 
and executed executed so so well so intelligently I, I felt you know the players were playing for each other uh, there were times where one player might 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 a city player might skip one you know pass one and then another player of our, our player would be there to 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 you know take over and and nullify any kind of at- attack and i think we were defending from up front right from the from from high up we, our, our positional player was excellent so it was stopping uh city's maybe favored uh lines of, of or passage of play and you know arsenal were trying to stop that and they were doing it and so whatever route that city took you know the, the arsenal players were in a good position to to nullify any kind of threat that they might pose it was just so well done by Arteta. It was so intelligent. The fact that you know he's um, he was he's he's the apprentice and he he mastered the master. And I th- and, and you know you looked at Pep, Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola throughout the game, especially in the end, and he just looked completely resigned. He looked so resigned. He was on the touchline. You know the camera's panning on him, and he just didn't. Ha- it seemed as if he just didn't have a clue, because he thought I've been outdone here. Arteta's absolutely outdone me. And, you know, it goes to show that it doesn't matter how much possession you have in the game. If you don't score a goal, it doesn't mean anything. We've we've been on that. that We've, we've so many matches, how many matches when we were a possession uh, kind of footballing setup, And there were so many times where we couldn't, you know, we just couldn't finish. The, the final ball lacked the quality. And we ended up losing games where we had the, the majority of the possession. And now we've turned that around and done it in two games consecutively. And the other thing that really stood out for me is, you know, the, the, the players gave it their all against Liverpool. They really did, you know, especially the defence. And that must have taken so much out of them, both physically and mentally. And they were still switched on even more so in this game to do exactly the same thing. And that really goes a long way for, in my book. You know, they were absolutely amazing for what they achieved against City. I didn't think that. I mean, I, you know, you, you're right, Jack. You always have that hope, don't you? And, you know, for me, it was just about, well, you know, the only consolation I've got is the fact that we did the same thing. You know, it was the same same thing in 2017, playing City and potentially playing Chelsea in the final. And that was almost like an omen. Maybe that was the thing I was holding on to. But what I saw was a complete performance. There was there's hardly anything that you could fault about it. And I, I just think that was a difference. I think while we were so good to see how he did it against or how how the the tactics were against Liverpool there was still some kind of yeah you're right there was like some little rusty moments in there it was it was almost like a, a snatch and grab kind of win but this was almost deliberate that was a difference I thought that this was a very more deliberate approach and and it was fantastic to watch it, I, I did I, you know I don't normally enjoy watching uh, games where we're we're on the back foot we've the other team's got most of the possession but I really that was a thing I enjoyed every minute of it and yeah of course you've got squeaky bum time but I thought generally we were in control because we were just outplaying them you know people will say that City didn't play well that's bollocks we we just played a better game than they did so yeah that's how I saw it I agree. I think I think they were, and, and a lot of it goes into you know you look at the stats. They had one shot. They had sixteen shots, but one shot. Yeah, one target, shot. So very little, yeah. yeah. Whereas we had four shots and four shots on target. And I can't remember the fourth off the top of my head, but three of those were you know really really good chances. Two of which Aubameyang put away, which we're going to get to. But Neil's right. It was it was much more complete performance. It seemed far more intentional, James. But in the first ten minutes, um, uh, we watched it, and I remember feeling 
really uncomfortable in the first 10 minutes, almost mm. like it was a sort of carbon copy of the start against Liverpool, which I, I know we all felt pretty similar. Um, but we got we got a little bit lucky in that first 10 minutes. Sabayos was caught cheaply on the ball. Um, Mustafi, awful in our own box when we were playing out the back. And that is, I mean, you touched on it, James, and, and, and Neil as well, but that is incredible confidence to have in Mustafi after what appeared like some sort of breakdown against Tottenham. Um, and you wonder, is that the, I, I honestly did wonder, is that the last we see of him, you know, this mm, season? Yeah. Mm. Because, because it was such a dramatic change after the sort of 60th minute, um, against Tottenham that, and, and, and you've seen it all before with, with Mustafi, do you know what I mean? But, um, we didn't start well, but then there was almost a turning point in this game where you felt we were just going to be literally sitting and, and hoping for some sort of lucky break. But actually, James, if you'd evaluate the whole first half, I, I went in at half time thinking we were the better team. Mm. And that means yeah. after the 15th minute, we really came back into the game. And the turning point, I think, was the Lacazette offside goal, which they didn't evaluate anywhere near enough for my liking. He probably was just off, but um, it was very, very close. And we've had ones given against us that were, were far, you know, there was far more in it. Um, but um, I felt that you know, at that point, when, when he got, and we managed, I think it was Bellerin maybe that put him through, I can't remember, but we started to notice that we can sort of get in behind their back line uh, uh, much more comfortably than we could Liverpool, if you like. Um, and then literally a minute after, James, we had a massive chance to Aubameyang, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, um, you, you've, you've summed it up all uh, brilliantly as per usual. But, uh, yeah, no, initially when we started, um, I thought we were a bit fearful. I thought we were a bit poor. But then also, I think we were just being a bit too fancy. And, mm. you, you, you know, when we do all this um, where we, we like to stroke it round the back and then obviously go out that way, uh, I said the same about it in the Liverpool game. Liverpool committed to that high press. So the three at the back couldn't really pass it around and they didn't know what to do because they were like, well, we haven't got time here. You know, maybe I've got to commit and pass forward instead of sideways or, you know, I've got to find a different outlet and everything else. And, yeah, like you said, Ceballos, um I don't know what he was trying to do. It was like he was trying to dribble it out like, uh, you know, uh, Henri versus Spurs or Maradona versus England all those years ago, weren't he? And he got absolutely smashed up by um, Gundogan, who played it to Sterling. And then he had Mustafi and Bellerin on toast. They weren't ever going to catch him. And Tierney was fantastic. Yeah, it was Tierney who did the recovery. And um, he's easily becoming one of my favourite players in this Arsenal team at the moment, Tierney. Just the whole... Brilliant. Ethos, attitude, and play of, of the guy. Yeah, yeah, he's been, he's he's been absolutely sensational. And then um, the other one, like you said, you got David Louise playing that ball across the box, which is just like, what are you doing? Um, I think Martinez was going for it initially, but then he heard the shout. Was it David Luiz or then, was it Mustafi? I thought it was Mustafi. It was, it was David, it was David Luiz who played the ball across the box. And then Martinez walked toward, well, sort of come out towards the ball as if I'm going to punt this. And then obviously he must've heard a shout from Mustafi to leave it. And then Mustafi just, yeah, he got caught in no man's land. And that was, um, that was Granite Xhaka that saved the day there, wasn't it? And yeah. I mean, again, Granite Xhaka on, uh, on Saturday night, as loud as we were criticising him against Crystal Palace, I want to hear the same noise and I want to hear the same loud in the apology and the praise because 
he was superb yeah, on Saturday night. Absolutely I brilliant. thought Granit Xhaka was didn't he nullify, brilliant. Didn't he nullify a, a Bellerin mistake as well? Bellerin played it across. Yes, and, yeah. And then, and, that was and, in the yeah. 25th, 28th minute. Yeah. And, yeah. and then they were, they were like, then tried to claim handball, but he, he, he fell on it. He didn't know where the ball was. So. No. No, that, 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 yeah. that, 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 do you know what? That would have been so harsh. If yeah, they gave exactly. yeah, That would have been really, really harsh. But then you never know with VAR and Arsenal, do you? No, exactly. Um, Man, amazing, you, just, I'm going to forget this point, sorry, but amazing the confidence no, after that first sort of 10, 15 minutes where we played it mm-hmm. out of the back two or three times and, and almost being caught, you know, cold. You, you know, you, there's amazing confidence from Arteta to go keep doing it. And then the goal comes, yeah. James. And I, I'll just before we touch on the goal, which is, I mean, we can break that down so much because it's, I'm sure we've all seen it. But I mean, Abamyang had probably the easiest chance of the game. Well, that's it. Before was, that, I, yeah, I was going to say the first Abamyang chance is an amazing ball by David Luiz. Brilliant. Yeah. And then you know, I I think the majority of people that I was speaking to in WhatsApp groups, and then from what I could see on Twitter as well. Oh my god! Everyone's cussing him. You know, he don't score in big games for fuck's sake. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, people going nuts. And then Neil, I think the last podcast you called me a masochist. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy any of this pain, mate. It takes an unbearable and insurmountable toll on my body and my <laughs> mental well-being. Um, <laughs> I'm, I've got more grey hair than a twenty-eight-year-old should have. Uh, <laughs> but uh, and then you know he gets the other one, and I still don't know. If he's trying to pass that to Pepe or to Xhaka, I don't. <laughs> I've still that was battling. where. Sorry, just to recap, that was where yeah. Xhaka wins the ball high from an Edison yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't that know one why really he didn't go annoyed on his own me as or... well. Yeah, because um, yeah, he should have gone on his own, shouldn't he? In that one, he should have just turned and hit it. I just don't know. I don't know. I'm looking at, every time I watch it back. I'm like, who are you squaring that to? Is it, is it Pepe nights. or is it Xhaka? Because. I don't know. He was stunned and to then, win it, wasn't he? He was just stunned that yeah. it all came to him, which he shouldn't be yeah. at that point. But we're going to get then, on to the positives. And goals. then the, the, the goal, uh, you know, if we can touch on the goal, yeah, sensational. I think Neil's I mean, going to win eight, as well, but yeah, go on. Yeah. No, there were 18 passes in it. Um, you can take your pick as to what one you think's the best. I've, I've got to say, Lacassette, the turn into Bellerin. He's sensational, yeah. Because then, Tierney fires. He starts that. it as well, doesn't he? He actually started it. Mm. Like I said. Yeah, he mm. started it. But mm. Tierney, Tierney's ball to like I said, it's fantastic. But he fires yeah. it at him. It's the only way yeah. he gets to him. But, yeah. Sorry, and then, No, no. I mean, Pepe. Um, he he did burn out towards the end, and he he sometimes does a lot. I think he does burn out towards the end of games because obviously he's you know he's zipping up and down, and uh, he's a lot better defensively now than he was, and you know he gets he gets involved and everything, but. You know, uh, you you got to play him. I, I said it many, many weeks ago. He's one of the only players that we have in the team where if I was watching in the stadium, he would get me up off my feet. You know, he he, he would, because of the stuff that he can create and, the, you know, the pace and everything else. And I mean, that's what, eight eight goals and nine assists this season. And that, that left foot, I said it, you, you got to start him because of the wand. You know, I call it the one that left foot, and yeah, it's a brilliant, brilliant ball. And then the finish from a Bamiyang, um, that's sensational as well. The finish is absolute class, and I mean, just 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 sign him up, just give him all of you know Mesut Ozil's money, and just get him done. Just just get it done because this guy is he's 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 top tier, isn't he? Like he is at that upper level of just elite goal scorers. I think it's only Messi, Ronaldo and Lewandowski have scored more overall um, for the last couple of seasons. I think he's in the top, 
I think it's top five, maybe top six goal scorers in Europe. So, and I mean, he, he's arguably in a team that isn't as good as, you know, Juventus and, you know, Real Madrid at the time and Barcelona, Bayern Munich and everything else. You know, they've got a plethora of all these players that give these um, play, you know, strikers and attacking players balls on a plate just to, you know, there you go, tuck them in and everything else. He sometimes, he's doing some of this on his own or he's not even playing in his usual, he's not playing in his preferred position and yet he's still putting up numbers. I think he's what, he's got like 26 goals this season. Yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah. And that was the hardest. I mean, it reminded me, you flashed me back to the last semi-final, FA Cup semi-final, where Ox whipped it in and Monreal came in on the half volley it's as very well. Similar. Very, very similar. Very, very similar, the volley. I mean, it was. I, th- I think this one was better because of, you know, Monreal kind of lashed at it. and Yeah, and this one was clearly placed you know, uh, perfectly in a corner off the post, but um, but the cross and the, and uh, when it happened, the cross and the volley, it just it, it just sent me flashbacks. But obviously, the move before it, James, was was fantastic. Um, Neil Abamyang, I mean, he, he he was just incredible yesterday, despite the fact he did miss a couple of really glorious chances. Mm. But we we were, I mean, we had the better chances of the game, Neil, and it was a fantastic volley, wasn't it? Oh, it was half volley. Yeah, it was outside of his right foot. He was he placed it. He was looking. He was looking at if you look at the replay when when they they show him face on, he's looking to see if he's got anyone else he can pass it to. He looks to his um, to his to his right and he realizes that he's got to take this on his own. Um, no, no, sorry, I'm talking about the second goal now. And I sorry, take, scrub that, scrub that. So <laughs> I'm, I'm so excited about everything. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll, re- we'll just cut that out and paste paste it for, for later on. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, no, no. This was just a beautiful execution of, of, and I and I said it as well. So I saw that and I thought that that is so similar to the game we got goal we scored in 2017 against the same team. And I thought that's when I realised this could be a good omen. This that's when it really hit me. Superstitious um, that, that, boy. That is, yeah, and I, I just thought, and I think you're right actually. So I forgot to mention in, in the summary that yeah, we were under the cosh for the first first few minutes, say the first ten fifteen minutes, and it was that attack which um, Lacazette because he's right to do that now because we don't know with VAR to carry on and it looked, it looked a bit weird. I thought, God, it's, it, in, 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 back in the day before VAI, I probably would have got a red, uh, yellow card and a booking for doing that. But he I just know. carried the move move on and he put the ball in in, in in the net. And actually, when you looked back on it, it looks more like that they, 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 it was Bellerin that was, that was offside. But I think Lacazette, just for my peace of mind, I froze the picture. And if you looked at the line of, of where, you know, the, the, the grass has been cut. Slightly, maybe, yeah. He was slightly offside, very slightly. It was probably, you know, we're talking about three or four inches, but he was off if you look at it like that. Because I was following the line along and I thought, yeah, he's just, just off. So it's a bit mm. unlucky. But I think that was the turning point. And after that, yeah, we I think that's what gave Arsenal the confidence that, look, we can soak it all up at the at the back and even the midfield. I, th- I think the defence was right throughout the whole pitch. We were defending throughout the whole pitch and, and everyone was involved in that. But I think that gave them the confidence that actually now we can we can actually make some moves here and, and catch them out. And that's, exa- well, that's exactly what transpired. But the goal was fantastic. His execution on the outside of his right foot, you know, it, it, and he, it, 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 you knew that he mean, it was intentional. It wasn't a, a fluke. It wasn't something that just came off his, his foot and it went, it, it was lucky. It was an intentional goal, and that's why I think it's so important that we keep him now, especially 
you know, we've been talking about this debate about Lacazette and Bamiang. Now, for me, um, because Lacazette's come good now as well in the last few games, the fact that Martinelli, which has destroyed me, is now not going to probably play until next year. I think, you know, it's even more important that we have to definitely keep a Bamiang because of what he does. But I'm even now thinking, I know from a financial point of view, it might be difficult, but I actually now think that it might be worth keeping both because we've not, we've not, we haven't got Martinelli for, for a little while. Um, and then what if what if one of the others gets injured as well? You know, mm. some God forbid, like Enkatir. You you know, we, we they're both playing well. I, th- I think I think there is merit in actually keeping both players. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. We'll have to wait and see. But mm. uh, I I think that first goal was was that execution. But it was the whole goal, Jack. It was a complete team goal. I think it's the best team goal I've seen this season. Um, yeah, everyone fantastic. and and so and so you know. The the, the 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 passage of play before it actually got moved up front, it's in at the back at what, what they were doing. They you know we we've been caught out again so many times at the back there where we've been trying to play from the back, but it was done with so much confidence and and it was always just they that they, they were they were very kind of felt self assured that look let's just keeping it keep it at the back pass it pass it to and fro Martinez Luis you know Mustafi. They're all getting involved, but but it was like everyone seemed to have a touch in that that build up. It, as you said, as, ja- as James said, eighteen passes. It was the perfect team goal. It was a joy to watch. I've watched it back so many times, counted to make sure it was eighteen, and it was eighteen. Just just brilliant, fantastic, brilliant, brilliant. And then after that, we we were the better team until halftime. Um, we, yeah. we had some great moves again that sometimes didn't create a finish or you know got cut out by the goalkeeper or the last defender Mustafi head who I remember from a corner um yeah we were we, we, that we were was, fantastic that was excellent forward excellent save by Edison yeah, yeah really good I, tip I, over I, I, when I yeah when I watched the highlights um again um just you know preparing as well for this I I um, when I was watching it I was like that is that's a fucking weldy save mm. I'm like that's because I'm like that's uh, excellent header from Mustafi. Great header. Like, he's got, Great header. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, he's got up brilliantly there. And, uh, and Yeah, I was like, that's a really, really good save. The Arteta selective press, as I call it. I mean, Man City are the sort of team to beat when you, when it comes to, you know, playing from the back. Um, um, that they're the kind of the, the team that does it. But, you know, you saw Edison give up a ball and Jacka pressed brilliantly to give that ball to Aubameyang. And, mm. and we, we, you know, we were, well, we were making the odd mistake early on in the game where, I think it was more down to us, down down to them. We were really sort of selectively pressing them into making mistakes back there that they weren't, you know, they weren't used to doing. And it wasn't, we weren't doing it all the time, but we were selecting when we when we did it. And I thought we were a little, well, I thought we were unlucky to go in just one nil up, to be honest, mm, because mm, yeah. the chances we had were so, I mean, they had a lot of the ball, but they did very little with it in the first half. And we, while well, we did a hell of a lot with the ball when we I had think it, because, I think because um, we stopped them, Jack. I think we stopped yeah, them Yeah, of course. And, 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 and I mean, I, I just want to sort of mention players before we move on to the second half. I think Mustafi, I think it was first half, Mustafi, do have to mention, he was a little bit lucky with the sort of tread on, on Sterling's mm. ankle. It was a little bit lucky there. And, um, but, um, Let's just sort of talk about individuals that stood out in in, in that first half. Um, Ainsley made it in arms for the whole game. Um, James, weird one because he, he, um, I, I go back and forth with this player more than anyone at the moment on Twitter, and 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 people say I'm complaining about him, and I'm like, well, I'm not really, but I'm complaining about the fact that he wants to leave, um, or supposedly wants to leave. But this was quite incredible, James, because what we saw in this game was him playing in a position that 
you know, isn't even his necessarily unfavoured position on the right side. He's playing on the left side, which he's done before and done well before. Um, I believe the first game under Unai Emery he played left wing back, I want to say, or left back. Um, so it's not something he's um, unfamiliar with. But he was yeah. absolutely fantastic. I mean, it was Mares is such a tricky player to play up against. And obviously he had that one shot that was their one shot on target that Martinez was fantastic about and saved so well. But... Um, What's your thoughts on him, James? We've got some questions on him, so don't, but um, yeah, he, he was just fantastic, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you asked me because he's a player that uh, I've gone for quite a lot, um, not just on this podcast but on Twitter and you know talking to people as well. I, I've questioned uh, his commitment and um, you know the, just his old application and everything else. But I think that's the best game I've ever seen Maitland Niles play in an Arsenal shirt. Um, which I think I said as well after the Wolves game. So he's had two, two absolute, um, you know, quality games for us. And um, Arteta said it as well in the post-match. He said that in training, as well as his mentality and his mindset, all three have improved. And he said he has everything. He has great quality. And when he gets an opportunity, he grabs it with both arms. Where um, I think, you know, I think that was a dig at some of the others that he has put in. And they haven't given, you know, what he claims is the 100%. And no, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. I think he completely nullified Carl Walker. Um, you know, I, I don't really remember him getting any berth on that side for them. And then, like you said as well, Mares, tricky, tricky, like, you know, player and everything else. Um, yeah, I thought he was sensational. I, I thought Maitland-Niles was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, and it's just hard to sort of contemplate what it means because, you know, two, two three days ago, we hear a lot of rumours about it. Niles changing his agent and, and, and just feeling like he's out of favour, etc. And, yeah. and But then we hear this stuff from Arteta that really feels like he's he's produced a, a game with another player, um, a sort of a, a character change. And not only are we hearing yeah. this, we're seeing it. Right? Well, I mean, ever since... I mean, probably before, but ever since the Wolves game where he came on, right, and he was he was he had that fantastic cameo against um, Adamo Traore, um, on again on the left side, on, on the left wing back side. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, talent wise, I mean, I think, we've all said it, but I think talent wise in in the fullback position, um, not really including Tierney in this, but certainly on the right side, I I personally think he he fits the profile completely. Yeah. Um, the unfortunate thing is he's he's been there and had so many chances there, that that you know um. People sometimes maybe think his chance has has, has gone, and and, he, and at times he has sort of you know somewhat complained about it. Although you know he's done a complete one eighty on that in terms of the comments that I've seen in recent weeks. So it's hard to know what to believe. But um, it does seem. I mean, we, we obviously we could get a fee from it. I feel like there is something going on because um, Neil, I'll bring you in. But we've got Cedric Suarez. <laughs> grab it, grab it, grab it. Um, so we've got Cedric Suarez, we've got we've got Hector Bellerin, and we've got Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and it be, it's very hard to envision all three of those players being at the club next season. I think personally, you can't have three potential right backs, uh, you know, in, in a squad. Um, not even the top sides have that. Do you know what I mean? Um, so, but Suarez is obviously going to be here with us. So, I mean, Neil, what's your thoughts on Ainsley Maitland-Niles? I thought he was terrific. I thought he got forward well, but sometimes his final ball was lacking most of the time because it was on his left foot, which is not his fault necessarily. But I just thought he was terrific. And his, and his focus, his focus, never, ever to let... He's such a good stand-up tackler, isn't he? He doesn't go to ground much. But it's just fantastic. But, um, yeah, Neil, you wanted to add something? 
Yeah, I, I, I don't know if I think maybe this is more what I'd, I'd like like to have uh, imagined what was being said. But I don't know if any of you noticed right at the end of the game, David Luiz was talking to Niles for a long time. Um, yeah. so, and, and it looked it appeared as if he was saying, look, look, what's ha- look at what you've done today. Look how you've played. And you can I, I think he was kind of saying to him, I think you should stay if you've got you got a good if, if because of what you've done today. This is the sign of things to, of things to come for you, and in, and and you can play and fit in well with this team. And it, and, and you know it could be anything. It could be talking about the game. It could be talking about absolutely anything. But it just it seemed as if he was doing what we've heard about Luis in the sense that he's some a very good kind of uh, character behind the scenes, uh, a motivator, a mentor kind of figure. And it, it to me, it just looked like he was telling him, "You need to stay." It, it, that, that's the impression I got. I don't know, but you know, again, it's all speculation. You're right. Um, Cedric's definitely staying. He's, he's, he's got the four-year contract, the four-year deal. So there's no debate about that. Um, we, as to whether we can keep three with Bellerin as well, don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I thought you're right. I thought Manaz was fantastic. Uh, yeah, I think it's just because he was it was his weaker foot that he couldn't maybe deliver the final ball. But everything else. That he did, and as I mentioned earlier, I noticed that a couple of times. You know, James always talks about he he has the the, the crowd noise off, and he can hear uh, what's actually happening on the pitch, and he could hear certain people barking orders and and shouting and all of that. But I just saw I didn't didn't hear him, but I saw Niles do that on a few occasions, uh, kind of saying like, "Do this, go there, you go," and that was great to see. It's like you know, there had been about three or four captains on the pitch yesterday doing the same thing. Uh, the other day, doing the same thing, and. And I and I really like that, but he's he rarely loses when he's one on one on one on the ball with a with a player. He he rarely it's difficult to beat him. He's always good at that. And you're right, he was very focused right to the end. For every for every minute that he played, he was so focused. And 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 I and I don't know now. You know, he, he was again with me. Out of all the youngsters that have come through, for me, he was one of the ones that was thinking, well, yeah, it won't be too bad if he ends up leaving and and if he wants to go i've always been on the adage that if a player is already got like half his mind away from the club then he needs to go because it doesn't matter how good they are if they're not fully committed and and they're not 100 percent to playing for arsenal then then there's no point keeping them because if you want if, if you're gonna play uh at the top level you have to be fully committed 100 percent on and off the pitch and you've got to be that commitment has to be for Arsenal and nothing else. So if you're kind of thinking ahead of the game and for the future and thinking, no, you know what, I think my future lies elsewhere, then I just don't see the point of keeping a player. But I don't know. The way he performed um, in the semi-final, you know, it completely gave me the, the, an opposite uh, an impression of him. But I thought he was mm. great. I thought he was great. Yeah. And I don't want to, I mean, I've criticised Bellerin quite heavily I mean, in recent weeks. And I, I actually think the Leicester game and this game were, was, were two of his best performances. Better, better, I, th- I think yeah. I know he gave the ball away early on in this in the first mm. half, you know, across the box. But I thought when he got forward, he used the ball really well. Yeah. Um, and we saw we're starting to see. I, still athletically, I, he seems a ways off to me pace wise. But we are but starting better. to see. But but he's using the ball a lot better. Um, he's he, you know maybe the odd rest game is doing him good, but also the competition as well. Mm. He's, see, he's seeing these players that are. 
that are, you know, sort of breathing down his neck a little bit more. And he's, he's never really had that. Um, so maybe those two things. And obviously he's coming back from, from a long-term injury as well, but, but athletically, but I thought he used the ball really well. So I don't want to ignore what Bellerin did on the other side. Um, I thought, I thought he was, he was very good. One of his better performances as well. Um, in the second half, the first 10 minutes, um, that was probably, you know, the, the, the scariest part of City's whole sort of game time in a way because they, they had two big chances Sterling put one just wide where we just kind of lost him in the box and I thought we handled Sterling fantastically well um, and he's, he's a fantastic player so um, and then obviously Niles probably the only time he went to sleep was when Mares had that chance and he just cut inside Mares. Mm. it's so hard to stop isn't it it's like a it's like Arjen Robin he, you know you knew what he was doing but you couldn't stop it kind of thing so I mean Mares is a he's a fantastic player I wish he came to Arsenal a few years back so um um but he lost him there but Martinez I mean oh oh Neil Martinez I mean we've got questions on him too but so we're not going to go into uh, uh, the, the part where it gets to the summer transfer window and things like that but but mate, I mean, we're getting to the point now where in the last few weeks we've talked about, you know, he's he's been brilliant since he's come in, and we mentioned Manninger how he was in the '98 season and and things like that. But you know, and and, and he still hasn't had a big ricky. I mean, he almost did against Liverpool, and I'm I'm praying and I'm touching wood that he doesn't have one this season. Do you know what I mean? And he's and he and he and he's 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 hand perfect or foot perfect, if you like. But what a save! I mean, first of all, because I don't know if you remember it, but Silver's yeah, running dude. in. Silver's running in. There's um. I think Jesus, uh, Gabriel Jesus is running in. I mean, if he lets, if he parries that, yeah. he can only parry it for a corner, but he parries it anywhere else that's scoring. Yeah. And he grabs it. And, and that's one of the big things, Martin. I mean, he is so, he doesn't want to just save it. He wants to, he wants to grab everything. He wants glue. to catch everything. Super glue on his glove. Yeah. But now, I mean, what, what do you think? I mean, number one, can he, can he be our number yes. one long term? I, 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 you, you can't, what has he done wrong, apart from that one error, which thankfully didn't lead to a goal against Liverpool? You, you, can you think about, you, you have a look at what he's done since he stepped in for Leno. I can't, I think, I think you've got to give him a 90%, if not higher, rate of success in everything he's done. This, I can't fault the guy at all, at all. And it's not just what he does, you know, tangibly, what you see. It's, it's his attitude. He's, he just... He's, he, we were talking about the focus of Niles. He's always on it. There was one particular moment where um, Sterling, uh, there was, I think it was a corner. I'm not quite sure. James will correct me if I'm wrong. Um, and, I, and we didn't know quite what happened. And we thought, oh, God, Martin, it's luckily he's grabbed it. He's got it. And we didn't know it. And, and, we, and I remember watching the, re, the, the highlights of Match of the Day and the commentator was saying, oh, I don't know, don't know if, if anyone knew what was going on. And then they, you looked at it from a different angle and while everyone else didn't know what was going or where the ball was, and I think it hurt, hit Sterling on the shoulder or something, and then it just yeah, just whacked him, it in, just the, whacked yeah, whacked him in the that's chest. That's it, that's it. And Martinez yeah. was alert to that as well. He was, it was, mm. it's, it's the presence and confidence that he's displaying between the sticks. I, now, I, I'm going to go back a little bit and talk about the old traditional back, the old back four, the famous back four we had, Keon, if you want to add it, add to five. And they were so good. They were so all, you know, they're all telepathically in sync with each other and they always knew what they're doing. But even when they, if they made an error or the players were, the attacking players were good enough to get past them, we always felt sure that you had someone like Seaman at the back that he will then, you know, then they've got to beat him as well. Um, and then even with, with, with the Invincibles, we had a great defence and then you had to beat Lehman. You still had to get past him. And this is the kind of feeling I've got now with Martinez if somehow um, no matter how well defensively we're playing like we showed that we can do um, against City 
even if it, a player managed to skip by and get through that like they did like Mares did very much with 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 Niles you you still got you still got to beat now beat Martinez and look at him that that was you know he went and and he dropped and his left arm was fully stretched out and the ball still stuck it just stuck it, He's he's got this he's got this thing about him that he has to hold on or catch the ball. It was it was one it was one glove. Yeah, it's just mm. unbelievable. It was yeah, one. It, it was just unbelievable. Like, like you said, super glue. Yeah, yeah. It brings it, it straight into his chest. Yeah, it, yeah. But it was just, it was amazing. It, it really was, and and I'm sure there was there was another moment where he in the, in the match where he he did he did something amazing as well, and and you just think, well, that's just him all over, and. And for Did me, you see the video of him at full time? Yeah, fantastic. Yes. Yeah, dropped to his he's knees. Cry, he? He was crying his eyes out, wasn't he? Kissing I, both gloves. I, I, yeah. I, 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 look, I, I know there's this thing. Everyone is saying we can't have two class goalkeepers. I'm, I'm hold on, I'm going to hold you there. I'm going. Well, I don't. I want you to talk about, it, but I think no, the questions are going to bring it back up again. But no, go on, no, carry that's on. fine. No, but I'm just saying, I don't, the way he's playing. Where the where? Uh, firstly, if Leno's got every right to come back, because Leno's done nothing wrong. Okay, this is the dilemma. This is, I think, you've got two goalkeepers now that are on par, and 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 it it would be wrong if Leno doesn't get back. But to be honest, Martinez has done nothing wrong. So no, I I, I it's Arteta's got his work cut out. If he's, mm. I I personally want them both to stay. Of course I do. Of course I do. The, it's the amazing. Only, when was the, the last only time? thing? Sorry, the only gone. thing Martinez should be doing in the summer is going to the World Health Organization or to the United Nations and researching coronavirus cures and vaccines because he will save us from that as well. I'm <laughs> telling you, the guy, he's, sa he's saving everything at the moment, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. He's, he's saving absolutely Touch wood, touch wood, yeah. But, um, like, but uh, the, the thing with it is, is, is uh, when was the last time? Because Leno, for a lot, lot of people, when he, when he got injured, let's go back to that just briefly, was, was our player of the season. And and I remember talking to to all of you at that point and kind of feeling like this, there was nothing left in this season for us, you know. Yeah. We've just lost. We were we, we were massively low on confidence. We just lost our best player and really didn't feel like we had a replacement for him because we hadn't seen much of Martinez. And, and in fairness, what we had seen of him was a bit sketchy in the odd cup game. Um, yeah. And when, when was the last time your player of the season got injured or you suspended or whatever, and the player that came in for him? suddenly convince some fans not necessarily completely you know irrationally that you might have to sell that player of the season i mean that's never happened has it i mean no. i don't any club can you tell me any club where this has happened like and i'm not saying mm. it's going to happen or it should happen because we've got a question on it so we'll go back to it but but that shows how well uh, martinez has done and yeah I've got one, credit, one... the goal i mean i don't know a lot about the goalkeeping coach that Arteta brought in. I get the feeling Arteta didn't know a ton about him either. It was um, I forget his name, but 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 um, you've also got to look to that as well, you know, because two fantastic goalkeepers, and you see some of these top clubs struggling to have one out there, mm. and um, but just incredible, James. Yeah, go on. Yeah, no. One thing I will say is, is uh, I've seen a lot of people online saying that, oh yeah, but you know, Mar Martinez has been in there when we've had this formational change. And, you know, we're facing less shots than what we faced. And, you know, Leno had all that with Emery and everything else and blah, blah, blah. I, I personally think that Martinez is the better keeper. Um, and I say that from... Do you think the defence is more confident in him, James? Uh, yeah, I do. And the reason I say that is because, do you remember the Chelsea home game 
where Leno went out of that corner yeah, and he went to it. punch that he went to punch that ball, didn't he? Or yeah, or he dropped Slipped it. Through his hand. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, was, yeah, that's like it. That. Yeah, Jorginho, that's him. Yeah, I was trying to remember his name. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, he scored and everything else. And do you know what? I, I think that these lot leave it to Martinez because they know that he's going to collect the ball. And it's like you said as well earlier, Neil, is he always brings it into his chest. And he doesn't do like Ospina where he brings it in and then he sits on it for about 10 minutes or mm. pretends he's got an injury and yeah, everything else. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's that he just he brings it in, looks up, where's my pass, bang, and then he's passing his out of this world. I think he's passing yeah. distribution. It's, also, it's, it's hard to explain when a goalkeeper has a presence in it. It's like, you know, yeah. you know when Schmeichel was there and he just had a presence. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, I'm not, I'm not slating Leno by any means. I think Leno is fantastic. And like you said, he was arguably at the time before he got injured. And then obviously before the lockdown and everything else, he was arguably up there with at the time, Saka and Abamyang yeah. as, as the most consistent performer we had. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. Just to just to think about it, and we'll come back to it because they've got a couple of questions on it that are mimicking a little bit from the last pod. But it's, it's, it's I guess it's something we should just briefly touch on again. But um, the, the, yeah, obviously second before our second goal, which was a key moment of the game, James. There, uh, there was a moment that I think all of us were really upset with. Sterling goes down. It's it's a complete dive. I mean, it's yep. a complete dive. And the reason you know it's a complete dive, even though there is the slightest of contact between Mustafi's foot and Sterling's, is the, the just the manner in which he drops him, he flips his body, you know, like he's doing like a dive into a pool. Um, <laughs> or, or what I don't get, James, with this is when VAR reviews an incident like that and they call it a penalty review, when it's the complete opposite, they do not give it. They do not give the yellow card to to the opposing member and say that's that's not actually a penalty. That's a complete flipping dive. I can't remember mm. them ever doing that in this season. Um, no, but it, I I was really upset with that. What, what were your thoughts? Oh, uh, it it makes no sense to me. I mean, it's it's like you just said. It's never a penalty in a million years, and it's one of the only times that Mustafi goes to ground. And he actually does well because normally, normally he's like as much use as wing mirrors on a submarine, isn't he? When he goes to ground, he just <laughs> completely even misses it like he did in the Spurs game. You know, he's like sliding along the floor, weren't he? Yeah. Trying to get yeah. Harry Kane and everything. Else. He's normally terrible <clears throat> at it. And then, yeah, there's no retrospective punishment ever, and it it just doesn't make sense. I mean, this referee. He had fucking mossy written on his boots like he's some kind of fucking superstar, incredible player. Um, for me, he should have took the M and the Y off and then put T at the front and ER at the end, you know. <laughs> should, have had, should have had Tosser written on his boots, but... Uh, <laughs> oh, that's I, ridiculous, I, by the way. But, you know, oh, referees. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know if you saw it. I mean, I'm not there. You know, I'm not their biggest fans, but Keys and Andy Gray completely walloped him. And they, they're right. Yeah. I'm like, who are you? Who are you? You're a ref. Yeah, you're, you're a ref. Like, why have you got? Why have you got like special edition boots for? Ridiculous. For I mean, yourself? He, should, he could work on losing Mental. twenty pounds. This ref. I mean, yeah, because he, he honestly he's gassing out. I'm worried he's going to keel over. The physios are probably sitting there going, yeah. "I'm more but worried you know about what? the ref." If, if they if they want to be the superstars and they want to do this and they want to do that, then after the games, I'm like, you stand there with your dress shreves or whoever, and have you know exactly. you know you want to you yeah you want to be you want to be a star, mate. Let's take you to account. Let's have you stand there and defend what you've got. Yeah. You know, what you do and what you because they'll they'll brick it, mate. They'll shit themselves yeah. if they get presented with. They won't ever do it and. No, no, no. For me, I'm like the, the the retrospective punishment, and and I say the same as when it's an Arsenal player 
because I'm like, okay, well, if it's not contact and it's not a pen, then you've got to book him then because he's died, doesn't he? Yeah. He's cheated. Exactly. Like, what, you got, you got to follow it through. And they just, yeah, they never, never do. Yeah. They never and do. We saw it's mental, mate. Sterling have a little dig at, at Mustafi as well, kind of land on him and yeah. step on him a little bit. And, that, and that, that's also mm. a possible book in there. I don't think this is Sterling is having a dirty game, but I just thought that was a complete no. dive and I thought it was terrible. I mean, we, we have the WhatsApp group that we have and everything else. And, you know, from how we are in there, not, not all of us in there are constantly demanding for cards. Like I, I don't want people to listen to this to think that we're always like, oh, you got to book him, it? But um, stuff like that, then it's just you got to see, you got to follow the. Surely you got to follow the rules of the game. You got to see the game through. Like we, you know, we're not we're not card hungry. You know, get him sent off and da 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 da. You know, it. But stuff like that is ridiculous. Especially, it, okay, the shove. If he didn't give that, then fair enough. But. I don't think he got booked for either, did he? No, he didn't get booked. At no, all. he must have. Yeah, he must have got booked for at least. You know, for me, at least one of them's got to be a card. Yeah, I agree. And I, I personally think, okay, if he wasn't going to give it for the shove, then he's a hundred percent got to give it for the dive because if it's not a dive, then it's a penalty. Yeah, exactly. That's the only two logics you yeah, can use. Doesn't make any sense. No. Yeah, every now and then it could be just you know someone losing their foot, but it's so obvious. You know, so obvious when you look at it. I can't believe no one's talking. It's it's not a big deal now. We won the game, but you know that's yeah. that. You're, I'm sweating looking at the game. That's what one nil, sixty third, sixty fourth yeah. minute. And I'm going, oh, they're going to give this. They're going to give this because he touched his foot. And um, oh, I know we've got a question on it too, but it's just so frustrating that you're like, well, not only should you not. It's give a it, really good. It's a really good tackle. Yeah, really, there's nothing wrong with it's it. It's a really, really good tackle. Nothing wrong with it at all. But shortly after that nil, you know, where, where they've had their best. Moment, moments of the game and, and they are looking like they're opening up uh, us up a little bit more um well, mate it's the best moment to to get to get a goal um and it, and it's a Bamiyang again Neil oh brilliant but uh Bamiyang, uh, was coming in from the back because he was I think he was helping out defending as every, everyone was but for me that that goal was Tierney uh so much credit's got to go to him. Uh, the fact that he 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 realised um, there was a chance, and I think he fed it to Pepe initially. Pepe had to kind of track back and pass it back to Tierney, and then he saw. Then I think Bamming realised what he was going to do, and they both. This is this is what I felt that there was a good um, telepathy between the players and a good understanding of what how they were going to set out and how they were going to attack, how they were going to defend, and how they were going to play the whole match. In fact, and that was just a great delivery. It was onside. It was just perfectly executed. And then it was all about me. And this is where you can now take the bit that I said earlier and put it put it in our cut and paste job because he was he was he was just so aware. You know, he was he he wanted to see if there was anyone on his on his right that he could potentially lay the ball to, but he he, he knew that he had to take it on his own. You know, there was three defenders on him; they were never going to catch him. This is where, for his age, he's still so athletic, so athletic. He's still so fit. He's still pacey. Um, and it was, it reminded me a little bit of an Henri goal. You know, when, when Henri had chances like that, you always knew probably 99% of the time he was going to bang those in. Um, and, and, and it, you know, he, he, he knew exactly what he was doing. He put it through the keeper's legs. Everything was just so perfect. And, and, and what it meant was, you know, City are now got to score three or at least two to take the game into to extra time. And the way we were playing, you know, it, it was, there was a good bet that they weren't even going to get the one. Um, and and it, that was it for me. It, the confidence levels just shot up, God knows how much, by a, an exponential amount. To say, Jesus Christ, we've have we actually outplayed City? 
you know, from coming back from doing it against Liverpool and then three or four days later doing it even better against City. It was it was just un- unbelievable. But it just shows that, you know, Tierney, what a great player he is. That's why I was saying, I think, in the last, last podcast about how we could set players up. And, you know, for him to be feeding players like um, Saka, who potentially play in front of him, um, and, 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 you know, the way his awareness, his good, good crossing ability, um, his mentality... You know, him linking up there with Pepe and Aubameyang. And that was, I think, the other thing I was a bit confused about, suddenly seeing Pepe on, on the on the left-hand side. I'm, I'm not quite sure how that transpired, but maybe because, he, again, the, the team was all defending. I'll but, tell uh, you, because I just wanted to rewatch it while you were uh, talking go on, about it. So, go on, so it's, go the on. One, it's the one ball in that Martinez decides to punch. And he ah, punches okay. it. And Pepe starts the whole move off. Pepe ah, headers nice. it out to Tierney. It's Pepe to Tierney. To Pepe, to Tierney, to Aubameyang. So it's one, mm-hmm. two, one, two, Bosch, mm-hmm. long to Aubameyang. It's a great move. It's a great counter-attack. Mm. Again, from them in an attacking position with all their players forward. Yes. Um, but it was one time that he chose to, and I was watching it again, I'm like, he probably could have caught it. But he, you know, maybe, you know, Martinez, you know, he saw something. And he, and, I was going to say, I'm, I'm, so, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you went to Neil first to deal with it because... Uh, in my house, I, uh, the, the buzzer went, so I had to go get the dominoes. And fuck me, the geezer's like, there's one of your boxes. There's the other one. <laughs> I'm like, mate, hurry the fuck up. No, James. <laughs> hurry. No, James, God bless, God bless that guy. Because yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying to you. Go and get him to call again and get another 10 more dominoes. We could end up with a <laughs> nil. nil. Yeah, if we scored and my dominoes arrive, I'm giving him a giant tip. Yeah, I was going to say I might have to <laughs> retrospectively, I might have to retrospectively tip him. But you know, I'm I'm stood there getting, and he's like these, these, these. I'm like, mate, come quicker, quicker, quicker. And all I all I can hear is rah in my front room. I'm like, oh, I fucking missed something now. And I'm like, cheers, mate. But no, what I've watched it back and um, Tierney with the assist. You add to that that he won a hundred percent of his tackles. He had 80, 88% on his passing and he had seven clearances. You know, what what a performance yeah, again for him. And then and then Abamyang, Neil, you summed it up on Riesk. You know, how many times did we used to see that man number fourteen? Oh, I'm gonna cut it, cut in, side foot finish. You know, it, here I am. I'm the world's best, you know, goal scorer, striker, footballer at the time. And I mean, um, Jack, we've we've said it on this podcast that we think he's an elite level goal scorer. But we don't think he's a you know elite level footballer. One thing I will say: the intelligence where he looks up, yeah, he like did. he's going to cut it back to Lacassette. That's right. Edison's edit that does Edison all ends up because he gets done by the eyes there. He he thinks that he's going to cut it back, and then that's when he slots it under his legs. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really, really smart and intelligent and play. Pepe, Pepe was, I mean, got, got, I mean, I didn't think Pepe had a great game by, or anything, uh, mm, but he was so mm. vital for both yeah, the goals. Yeah, but that's, that for me from Aubameyang, that's leading by example. That's can, what you want your captain doing. Yeah, he was and fantastic. Just, just quick, sorry, just quick, sorry, Neil, I don't want to, I, I don't want to, you know, cut you off or whatever, but I just want to say, since we've signed Aubameyang, he has scored 67 goals for Arsenal. Salah has 68. He's the only person in England with more goals than him. Wow. And this is why this is why he has to stay. Yeah, he has to he's stay. Absolute, he has to he's stay. absolutely he's he's absolutely pivotal to this club and also the people go on about the age, that's bollocks, right? Mm. His pace hasn't his pace hasn't wavered. No. I've never known him to get injured and he plays Touchwood. out of position. Touchwood, he, yeah, yeah. He plays he plays out of position. 
and he still scores 20 mm-hmm. to 30 a season and he delivers as well when we needed it. You know, we slagged him off about big games. Well, he, he got two goals against Man City there in an FA Cup semi-final and if what I'm reading is true and he only wants £275,000 a fucking week, give him 290 mm. Give him 300 Because just, just pay him it. Just whatever whatever demands he has, give it to him because he actually influences games. Yeah. He actually changes games and he wins us games. Yeah. I would rather give three hundred grand to a player that does something that's worthwhile than giving three hundred grand to a you know a guy that plays competitive fucking fortnight. Yeah, we're just to go back on it. We I think so we mentioned I think before the Sheffield United game, you know, what's left of the season, can we get James you I think you're optimistic about Europe and maybe even making Diff and City's bad actually not not being yeah. corrupt and things like that and I was saying in, in my head I felt, felt Europa League was was probably the longest or the most optimistic I could be. But what I also said was for players like Aubameyang and Lacazette and we mentioned this pre-podcast them that haven't won a lot in their careers, um, no. maybe, maybe winning an FA Cup, which is a massive domestic competition, I've always said it, no matter whether we've been winning titles or, or not, is maybe bigger than all of this, you know, bigger than all of this European stuff, so all of this, to to know that you, you've gone to a club and you've won something big, if you can do that, um, in a career that's been fantastic for both of them, but they've won very, very little as a team. Um, you know, uh, one one cup for for Aubameyang, one or two, and and, and one league cup, as I think, or something for um for, for for Lacazette. And this is this is huge. Everyone worldwide, you know, you know what the FA Cup means, and um, it's it's, it's a massive domestic competition. I, I think that's bigger than than any sort of sort of you know European football possibilities at this club. Anyway, at this point, I just felt coming back that that was huge. And now, and uh, now we got a chance to do that. Sorry, Neil, go on. I just wanted to say, um, sorry, I'm digressing by going back to the Aubameyang uh, uh, discussion. You've got to remember as well. You, you, you know, you, you've touched on earlier where he, he missed missed the chances. He should have done better with that one, which Louis put him through, and then there was another one where he made an error. And then normally a lot of lot of mentality, a lot of mental. Uh, if you look at the mental state of players, a lot of players, especially for a striker. They might get kind of, um, you know, knocked back by that. You know, thinking, oh, Jesus, it's not going to be my day. But he almost excels in it. He, he, he thrives on it because, you know, after that came the, the the first goal, which was brilliant, and then this one. And you know, we we we, we can talk and lord the defence, the, the defensive um, prowess of our team in that game. But you've got to remember, although we had very little, two very little chances up front, the two that he executed were, were almost world class. Were brilliant. It goes. Yeah. It, it says so yeah. much about the player. It, it's not just about uh, you know everything that you guys just talked about about his his positives. There's also that as well. And and if we've got to keep him. God, we've have. To, he's got to stay. We've got to do everything. Uh, Arteta's got to do everything he possibly can. Weave his magic again. Uh, he's, he's weaved it a lot so far in his short short tenure uh, thus far. And he's got to keep. He's got to make sure that we we keep the Bamiang for sure. Hundred percent mm. in my book now. Another player I want to touch on, Neil. I've got two more before I want to um, get to the fans' questions. Alex Lacazette. So, I mean, it's, you know, three or four months, weeks ago, we're all talking about he doesn't look the same player this season. We think he looks disinterested. He doesn't look fit. Um, a lot of us saying that Eddie deserved to start. I know James is a big Eddie, Eddie and Ketter fan, and, and rightly so, you know, he, and he did. He, did, he deserved to start providing a lot more um, energy for the front three and etc. Um, and then, you know, Eddie and Ketter goes and gets a, a free game ban 
And well, really, just before that, when he came on against Wolves away, really, and, and scores that goal. And we said at that time, how vital could, could that goal be for us? Um, you know, how vital could a fit and fire in Lacazette be? You know, well, we've seen it in a previous season, haven't we? But I thought he was, I thought, you know, he wasn't necessarily the most noticeable player yesterday. He didn't create, he didn't create chances. He didn't um, obviously help with the first goal. But I just thought his work rate, his ability to hold up the ball and start moves from deep. Um, we saw a couple of times, in the, obviously the goal, and a couple of times where he just broke up play fantastically well, won a free kick. But now he just looks like a different, he looks like the Lacazette we knew last season. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, sorry, go on. No, sorry. Um, I just think, I mean, wh- where where do we go with him now? I know it's it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, the Wolves game, uh, the Wolves goal was super important for him. Super important because it was actually a good. It wasn't just a tap in. It was a great goal. His move and everything to cut inside the player and 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 you know finish it the way he did was was a, was, was brilliant. So and I think that has has buoyed him exponentially now. I will now touch on my favourite WhatsApp voice message from James. <laughs> when Enkatir when got his uh, got his card. <laughs> Sorry if I have to mention this, and I know James was fuming at the time, but uh, he uh, he was uh, he, he basically let everyone know his feelings, or so let us two know on the pot, on the WhatsApp group his feelings, and he goes, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake, we've lost him for City, Liverpool, and Spurs." Now you're thinking at the time, James, you're spot on absolutely spot on because we were thinking where do we turn because Lacazette is is struggling and actually if you think about it even against Spurs which we lo- ended up losing that game um, what a goal that he scored you know amazing yeah. you know it was, I, I know Xhaka really did a lot for that goal because he he gave Lacazette the space and the opportunity to to make have, you know take that strike but that was a fantastic world-class goal and ever since mm. you know ever since that Wolves game you know, he, he has been great. You're right. I think yesterday or, or uh, on on Saturday, he was more like the unsung hero for me. He was he, he wasn't absolutely he wasn't in the forefront. He wasn't noticeable as much as maybe uh, Bamian was and a couple of oh. the other players. Oh, can you hear Neil's me? gone. Neil's gone a bit robotic. Oh, Neil's sorry. Is nope. it still that way. No, nope, you you're back to normal. Sorry, carry sorry, on. sorry, sorry. So yeah, I just I just think he was he although he might have been a little bit on the. Uh, in the shadow is a little bit, but what he was doing was incredible. You know, he, he did make things happen. He started off the yeah. first goal. You know, he did that pivot and, and turn uh, f- 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 leading up to that. And, and and just 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 generally his presence. And I've always said it. I said, you know, a little bit like what Giroud used to do. And Giroud got so many pelters by so many people uh, whilst he was at the club. He's, but he's strong and he's hold up play. And I think that that was a big part that was missing as well. You know, you were talking about the disinterest that, that seems to have befallen, befallen him. It, it did appear that way. It's, it's, it's almost as if he definitely was looking to the future and looking to his next next chapter mm-hmm. in his career. It did appear that way. But something has snapped in him and he's almost back to the Lacazette that we, we saw that one in player of the season. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's yeah. just incredible. I think, I, think, I think sometimes it's having stuff taken away recreates a hunger and a desire yeah so i think maybe being benched for and here made him think like well no i don't like I'm, I'm not about this life i don't like this yes exactly and i mean as well sometimes and it's you know it's very cliche and what have you but sometimes you gotta you know cut away at yourself a bit in order to regrow again so i think maybe when he was sat there on the bench and okay he did come on for some games and everything else but i i think you know he might have been sat there just, you know, a bit of time in, you know, reflection, bit of time to think 
and just you know do what do what do I want to do what how do I want to you know how do I want to play how do I want to be remembered you know can I play a part in the end of this season running for Arsenal and you know what I was duly concerned when um Eddie Nketiah got sent off because I thought he was on good form and I'm like you said Jack I'm a huge huge fan of the guy um but do you know what? I shouldn't have been worrying at all because Lacazette's been brilliant. It's fitted perfectly, isn't he? And and and, yeah. to, and to be honest, I think it's also a bit of complacency there. You know, you're talking about how um, you know something can happen, but the fact that he's now realised it's just not my automatic position because this young lad has come along and he's showing so much promise. That complacency yeah. then changes into desire again, and it's like mm. ah, I've actually got to got to do something here because yeah, and I mean and, there's this. There's still the talk about, you know, oh, we need to sell one of them and everything. Why do we? No, that's why this, do this we? Is what I said why, at the top. why can't we, don't... we keep? Why can't we keep our best players? Why do we have to? Why do we always have to sell our best no, players all the time? See, for me, James, the only thing for me is if we had both, my only worry would be the curtail, curtailing Martinelli and 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 Enkatir because then if you're going to have Bamian and Lacazette there. You know how how are you going to manage? We, you, you know, we, we, this is a massive debate with Leno and Martinez. Well, these this is this is this is this is the same kind of thing. You know, if they're all playing well, how how do we manage all four of them? How do we how do, how do we keep them all yeah. happy? So that was my only. But now the fact that Martinelli is definitely out until next year. Now, I, I for me, we keep both. I'm, I I know people might not agree yeah. with me, but for me, I we mean, keep both. I mean, Neil, you, you you're looking at it, yeah. It, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get a big head before obviously it's happened. But you know, we're going into the final. Mikel Arteta has been here what seven months? Yep. You, you, you think about it. He's going to bring in, you know, if we win an FA Cup, a winning mentality to what was a fractured squad. Let's be fair, the squad was all over the place. Broken in my case, cut, absolutely you know, smashed yeah, to pieces. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we we were doing this more as instead of a podcast, it was like a therapy session, wasn't it? Yeah. Before yeah. <laughs> before he come in, we, we... and um, you know, if he brings in that winning mentality, and we're gonna spur, you know, I, I don't like saying spur Ramon, but you know what I mean. If if we're gonna spur ourselves up and g ourselves up for after that break to try and win again. We need all these players. Yes, exactly. You, mm. you, you know, we, we're going to have a better chance of winning with decent people instead of if we sell a Lacassette to Juventus, which is being rumoured, OK, and we go with Enketia, we're going to need to buy another forward, like you said. Mm. And I would rather not buy a new one that maybe not has any Premier League experience Absolutely or what have on. you and needs to bed in. I'd rather have a Lacassette, thanks. Yeah. He's been here, done it. And you know he's he's the form that he's on. Why would you want to sit like why? I I, I don't get it. But he you came know, out why, this week, didn't he, James? Why is it that Arsenal have to sell off this? No. Why, why do we? I mean, why can't we just tell people to fuck? And he's off got a good bond with the Bamian. He's got a good, that good bond exactly. with him as well. Exactly. And, but the issue that you think, I mean, obviously we don't really know what post-pandemic um, sort of funds are going to be like, and you know there's been talk about from other clubs, especially like like so Real Madrid coming out saying they're not going to make a big signing this summer, and and we'll see whether that sort of comes to fruition but um and they also said about you know asking players for for pay w- wage drops is wrong to then go and spend ludicrous amounts of money on a on a on, on a player for it's, asking everyone so it's, Jack, it's, but... it's all crap mate yeah. you know them shit houses were furloughing staff the other week and yeah, now they're spending exactly. two million on bloody lights yeah, on a parade to no one off. yeah 
Um, but yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's, 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 it's a difficult one. But I think what we're seeing in this squad is, you know, they should we, do we, what we... they normally do down there and just burn out a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, oh. safety first, boys. Safety, um, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, what we're seeing in this squad as well, we, the way Arteta's getting more and more out of, out of players that we didn't think he could is, is, um, is there's more money in this squad than you might think. There's more... Um, sort of sell-on value in players that we probably didn't think there were six months ago. So you don't necessarily yeah. have to look to your to your big two strikers. You know, we've already talked about, in, even in this podcast, you know, your, your, your full-backs, your, your, your goalkeepers, you know, places that you just wouldn't have been thinking before. I mean, I'm, um, I'm sad about it. But uh, the more and more I watch it, the more I think Lucas Torreira is probably off. Well, and yeah, I, I agree. Like, because you, he just doesn't you add, start. You add, he doesn't yeah, start. You add, you add that with Guendouzi, there's 60 million there. Because yeah. I reckon you get about 30 million each yeah. for both of them. Yeah. So just you know, you start from there and work down. But it's how much are this board going to give him in as for the sales, you know, how much money of that are they going to let him reinvest? That's a, that's the big question. Well, I mean, if they stick to their word, you know, and the self-sustaining model, model that should all be being able to be used. And I think generally, that, well, you know, that the owners haven't put their own money into it to to really like invest in players. We have spent a lot from we have spent a lot. We have spent a hell of a lot over the last yeah. few years, haven't we? We've not been one of those clubs yeah. like Spurs or even even Liverpool. You could say in the last sort of sixteen, eighteen months or or so. You know, we we have spent quite a lot. We just haven't spent it very well. But um, um, but in the last window, there's been some positives. But then after that, just to go back to the game after the Aubameyang goal is about twenty minutes left, and obviously we make some changes and and Willett comes on, and I think he does quite well to sort of break up play at times. And um, Luis is just um, an absolute huge presence um to break you know i think straight after the goal sterling had a chance and he closed it down and slid and um remember, yeah remember the laporte one that went past the post and my art kind mm. of, i thought it was going to ripple the net but it went somehow went wide and but we saw it out i mean but the, the, the and i think going back to Torreira, james I, I, just the last couple of players that i want to touch on is jack and sabars have created a, a partnership and, and we haven't had a partnership in there for so long Really, I mean, I'd go back to probably Santi and Coquelin, right? I mean, it yeah. probably is back to that, where we had a functional partnership, game in, game out. You know, we'd, had the odd, we'd have the odd performance from Torreira and Jacker and, and things like that, but we never really had a consistent partnership. Um, um, so that, and, and they were they were both, um, uh, James, I thought um, Xhaka and, and Sabas, I thought they were both terrific yesterday in breaking up play. Yeah. And Xhaka used the ball fantastically well, like he always does. Um, but they were both really, really terrific, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I was reading uh, just um, last night in preparation for this as well that uh, apparently Danny Sabas has said to the president of Real Madrid, can I have another, lo- can I be loaned for another year, please? I did read that. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. He wants, he, he, he's, he's committed to staying now, which I'm like, yeah, get it done. Cause that's a, we need, we need a player like that. And I mean, he's been here for a year already. So mm. just keep him, just keep him. Like I'd rather, I'd rather do that. Like I said earlier, I'd rather do that than go get another one that we've never had before or has never played in the league and everything. I'm like, keep, keep him. Cause, um, especially you know post post pandemic uh Danny Ceballos is it's night and day compared to you know what he was like beforehand. Yeah. He, he he was you know for me he was all uh, he was all substance and no bloody flesh but he's he's doing both of it now you know he's 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 superb i think he's absolutely superb especially 
breaking that play up higher up the pitch. I think he's I think he's arguably our best player at it. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant at that. Anticipating the ball and where it's going to go and yeah. just winning the 50-50. And the great thing about him, James, is with these loans, I mean, let's face it, I, I don't recall a loan really working out for us unless it turned into no. a purchase. So he has done fantastically well to come from a different country, not alone within the same country, which is completely mm. different for the adjustment factor mm. and everything. And to settle what is relatively quickly still, um, because yeah. when, when you're at a club for a year, you know, after six months, you start thinking about where you're going to go next. So, mm. you know, it's just natural human nature. And he, yeah. the best thing I can say about him is he feels like an Arsenal player. He feels like he's part of it. And 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 that tells me that he, like you said, that he wants to say, and if we can get the well, the rumored one more year loan with an obligation of twenty million to buy, I mean, you take it all day because it means you're oh, not paying you out any fee this summer, and things could change a lot next summer. But you also get a player that knows he's staying anyway. Suddenly, he's an Arsenal player <clears> for real now. Um, a bit like, I guess, a bit like what Chelsea did with Kovacic, I think. But I think they signed him after one year alone. But um, yeah, yeah, I, th- I thought. Fantastic! That partnership is key. I, I, I'm going to talk to you, ask you quick questions in a second about the Villa and the Watford games, because I, you know I'm in two minds as to you needing to keep this run going and momentum going, and and making sure we don't get hurt in areas that we don't really have replacements for to the level that required. Mm-hmm. So I just want to ask you that real quick. But let's do some fans questions real quick. Neil, I'll start with you. If we've already answered them, I'll just read them out and obviously move beyond them. Um, Kieran Gunner, ninety three. Uh, good man, Kieran, says, does anyone think we were going to get done by VAR when the penalty decision on Mustafi? Yes, mate, we did. Yes, and that was the, the, we, yeah, I was the weight of it was horrible. And once you see the slight ridiculous contact and, and you just think they're going to give it and, and because VAR is just that ridiculous. But um, we did another one, Neil, which is going back to your discussion point on the goalkeepers. My brother also asked the same question but a bit more bluntly what are your thoughts on martinez being the no number one i feel he's better around goalkeeper than Leno. who do we sell as most it's probably not realistic to keep both if we need to raise funds neil i mean who are you going to sell if you need to raise funds you've already said you don't want to lose your two strikers so you need to raise funds now we're going to lose gwen doozy i presume we're apparently we're offering it out for swap swap deals with cereal packets and stuff so we're, okay, we're going to we'll sell you <laughs> gwen doozy, right um or we'll just for, you know something we're just offering his hair out for a wig or so i don't know what we're, but we're going to you know 50 50 on to Torreira, and i agree with that i just, I just can't really see that Torreira doesn't strike me as an arteta player so yeah, there's there's money elsewhere, but if you if you think you need to lose a goalkeeper, who do you sell, Neil? I was sell Galasinac. They're not a goalkeeper. This is a goalkeeper care. question. <laughs> don't care. I said I'm not going to ask you questions. So I'm going to stop. Okay, okay. No, but joking. logically, no, I mean, you, uh, head, no, no, Neil. no, no, no. I'm joking. No, look, look. I can't. I, can't I know you don't want to sell him. I know you don't want to sell him. I know you don't want it. But in in a you, situation you, where you, you have you to, sell Matt Macy, you sell Matt Macy. You, you if can't you have to sell a goalkeeper. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of what James was saying earlier. Why? Why do we have? To, I know it, goalkeepers is a slightly different one because you can't swap and change goalkeepers in the league. You, you can't. You, you, yeah, you can. You can have this this situation where you can have one goalkeeper, which we've done for many years. We'll play our our second or our number two in in maybe the domestic competitions. Uh, maybe not necessarily when we were in the Champions League. We'll still keep sticking with our number one. But when it was the FA Cup and the League Cup, that's when our number two was was getting the opportunity. But both of them are better than that. That's the problem. Both of them, it's not like there's a there's a gap or a divide between the two where you think, okay, both are good, but there's clearly a winner between the two. There isn't. 
there's very little. And I agree with James. In fact, in fact, anything, and I've been saying it for about three or four podcasts now, I think Martinez is actually more, more of a complete unit and a package than even Leno is. And who would ever have thought we would be saying that? Um, I, I, I just think that he's got absolutely everything. And, you know, we were saying, God, we, you know, we just, we, we, we're not, you know, we want to, hopefully we don't see a mistake from him. But hopefully in a game which where we're already winning, or maybe of lesser importance, if, if say, for example, we get to the uh, the final game of the season and it's not going to make any difference whether we win, 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 or, win or draw or lose that game. Um, if a mistake comes, you know, maybe he needs that mistake. And, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, and, and you know, don't, don't, don't hit me with pelters here, but maybe he needs to learn from it, maybe, and see, how, and see his mentality and how he recovers from that. Um, and, and, and that's, that, that's it's, it, you know, that, that might be something that he needs to happen because at the moment he's on such a high everything is going right for him and we might need to see that however um i don't know who you would sell i mean it's such a difficult conundrum i i I, obviously i want to keep both i can't decide i I don't know the answer is i actually don't know because they're so good it's on on form and on merit at the moment and and that's it's unfair on leno because he's not playing you know, you'd say Leno because Martinez is just so good. But Leno, the, Leno the hasn't thing done is, Neil as well. Is if, All right. So Neil wants to sell. Neil wants to sell Leno. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but if, <laughs> if we were to sell one, we'd have <laughs> to buy a replacement. We do. So it just doesn't make sense. Why not just keep both? Of we, the... exactly but is it unrealistic? But... I think the question is: is is it because Neil clearly wants Leno out? Um, so is you, if you're looking at how your brother's looking at it jack you would sell leno because leno would get you more money yeah that's he's I think that's he's what he's looking at he's it, yeah he's obviously younger um you know he, Okay, he's he's a he's you know he's had a bit more pedigree playing in you know like big European games and everything else like that. So yeah, I mean you know talking from a purely business sense, if that's what you're you know if your brother's looking at it going, look, we need to raise funds because the board aren't going to give us any money. Then yeah, obviously you sell Leno, but then we got to reinvest that money and we got to find you know it's very it's very difficult to find a keeper that's willing to sit on the bench and only play what would be cup games and maybe Europa League uh, group games. I don't know. I don't think I'll set a word. Is the argument? Is the argument Leno there, back though. in didn't he for the Europa games that yeah, we had, if, didn't if, he, when he was yeah. in charge? So if you he look at clubkeeper in Europa, if you look at even top clubs, their goal, their, their second goalkeeper costs next to nothing. Right, Adrian at Liverpool yeah. was like a free yeah. was he? Um Caballero, yeah. I think he costs next to nothing. Um, mm-hmm. United Romero, maybe he costs a little bit, but generally sub goalkeepers even at the top are goalkeepers that are very are over past their best. And and kind of know that they're they're just going to be there in case something happens to the number one, or it's a, a young goalkeeper coming through with with potential like Chesney was back back in the day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just the, the the theory there, I guess, from a lot of fans, which I I kind of understand. I'm like you boys. I, I don't want to sell either one of them. Of course you don't. But um, is that if other top clubs are doing that, and we are currently a, a, in all due fairness a, a mid table club, can is it realistic to to keep two of those people players happy at the same time, and I think I think so. Yeah, and maybe you're right. I think, maybe I think right. both want to be here. Yeah, can I just say? Right. Can I just maybe say we right. we we're discussing this over and over again in the last few podcasts, which is testament to Martinez. To be fair, so it's a good discussion. 
But however, oh yeah, it's great. However, it's a great um, complication. For however, have any of you? Because I haven't. I mean, I know you guys do more reading than I do, but but I've I've heard no noise that either of them are unhappy and either of them want to leave. No. So why why are we yeah. even having the discussion? It's not going to happen. Because no, John no. doesn't ask any other questions. We're keeping, John, yeah, we're keeping both. <laughs> John, John, just shut up. We're keeping both. Deal with it. In <laughs> fairness, though, this one was this one was still from Kieran Gunner. No, I know. Kieran's John just added on to it. So here, no, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on. We will move, we'll move on. on. We're keeping um, both done. Neil wants to sell Leno. We'll move on. Camarello, uh, <laughs> James, Camarello. What do you guys think of Pepe's performance this year? Low key, been good and on and off the ball since the start of the year. Post pandemic uh, as well. Um, but under Arteta, James, we're seeing a lot more disciplined performance. Would you say under under yeah. Arteta from Pepe? Yeah. No. Um... You know, like I said earlier, um, what was it? Eight goals, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I, I, it feels like I said it so long ago. Yes, and about uh, similar amount of assists. Yeah, yeah, I think it's eight goals and seven assists. Something I think like it is. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, well, 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 yeah, more now so, because of today. Go on, carry on. Go yeah, on. yeah. So yeah, no, no. But Pepe's Pepe's class, isn't he? You know, like I keep saying, for a flop, he's he's probably one of the best flops I've ever seen. So. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's good, you know, like 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 the chant, like the chant always. When are we going to hear know? it on the pod? <laughs> the oh, when, he, when he when he scores, you know, you know, people said he had no chance. Uh, <clears> if we win, if we win the final, if we win the final, <laughs> um, I, I, I want to hear it. Um, great to see Arteta yeah. and Ceballos. That's the first guy he hugged at the end of the game. I didn't realise that. I just rewatched mm, it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, great just, just to um, just to just to touch on things before you um, go into the predictions i just want to say you know what a week we've had oh. you know, we beat the champions and then beat the previous champions and it was in both games they were real determined and brave and professional and gutsy and gritty as dogged, well very I dogged thought. performances yeah yeah and um yeah you said earlier about man in the matches uh jack i wrote i actually did write down david louise um you know he got his 82 percent passing uh nearly had the assist for the first abamian one that he kicked straight at edison um, he won all four of his aerials, which we've bashed him for, especially yourself. You've you've gone for him in the air, haven't you? Yeah, he was fantastic <laughs> in the last couple of though. weeks. I mean, oh, unbelievable. He, yeah, he was he was utterly composed at the back, and I thought he was a leader as well. And his interview after, he talked about the whole team defending, not just the defenders, and he talked about everyone that's committing to the manager and committing to the process. And then he digged out the criticism that he had on him, especially. From the last city game, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly, and um, you know he's talking about working hard, being mature, being humble, and then working hard again. And do you know what, David Luiz, he's probably going to hurt us more in the future than he's going to help us. But he's got something there because people were saying about you know why have they renewed his contract? Well, this is why. You know, look at look at him at the end with Maitland Niles, like you said, Neil. He he had his arms around him, he lifted him off the ground, yeah. And I think it was just like you know. All game, you listened. You did, you know, you did as you were told, and you look what you can do if you just listen exactly. and apply yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like you had a brilliant game, and then moving on from that, the manager. Um, you know, this is a guy that's, you know, some people uh, in the media, especially Arsenal media, you know, Mikel Wenger, uh, Pep Guardiola's cone man. Um, a friend of mine. Uh, was AFC? He summed it up brilliantly. He said to he said on Twitter, and I've I've, I've got to steal his tweet because it was brilliant. You know, he is his own man, his own manager. He absolutely, he has, his, is. he has his own ideas, he has his own style, and he has his own intelligence. They were saying, in this, ne- sorry, go on, James, sorry, go on. 
Yeah, he said in next to no time, he's analysed the squad and knows what he needs to do mm. and shifted the mentality. And I'll say as well, that summed it up perfectly for me. But also, on that touchline on Saturday, he was speaking Spanish. French. He was speaking, Portu- he was speaking Portuguese to David Luiz. Mm. He was speaking French to Lacassette, Pepe and Aubameyang, mm. as well as English. I think all he needs to do is learn Swiss. And then if Willie volunteers from Glasgow and helps him, you know, with some stuff to do with Tierney, he'll have to fall 11, won't he? <laughs> there mean, you go. I mean, Wenger you, you would look be at proud. It, you look, you look at it. He's he's a great man. He's a great communicator. And you factor in so long ago, we had a geezer that we couldn't tell if he was saying "come" or "calm." <laughs> you know, now we, we we've we've got this multilingual, perfectly haired, beautiful <laughs> champion beating beacon and bastion of hope. Um, but, and he's he's only going to build on this and make it better. Everything's better with Mikel Arteta. And do you know what? Do you know what? And he's he's like he's really likable. I mean. It, if, you know, if, even if you're an, a, a fan of another club, it's 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 not one of these managers that you that wind you up and you think, oh, look at who the hell is he to talk like that? He he just says the right things. He's very, you know, he's just yeah. honest and he just says the right things and and he and it doesn't cause controversy if, if, if you know what I mean. He doesn't go into. Nope. He doesn't seem to be the kind of guy that's going to you know enter in this mind game. You know, when Mourinho came along, he got into the minds of Ferguson and Wenger. You know, he, he doesn't appear to be like he's just he's just focusing on his own team. His own success. He's very. He said he's very hungry and very driven. But also, um, he he's always been intelligent because they said even as a player, he was he was like this. He was always like this, even as a player. Yeah. When he was at Everton, when he came to Arsenal, um, he, he's he's always say he is very much his own man. He's had the tutelage and mentor. You know, he's been mentored by Wenger and and, and Pep Guardiola. But he's his own person. And I and and I and I and I think I think he's going to become a world beater as a manager. Mm. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just going back to the fans' question, a couple more. Smartest piece of uh, T Bants, uh, Barnson, T Barnson, T B A H N S O N. A good guy, always um, sort of retweets the podcast and sends in questions. Um, Neil, smartest piece of business we can do this summer, um, he says, is to cash in on Bellerin for the reported 45, 40 million and develop Ainsley Maitland Niles. Now, we've already touched on Maitland Niles, but he says he thinks he's a, a really good option there. What would you, um, how would you feel about that, Neil, knowing that? Like we touched on previously in the podcast, I think it's very, very, very unlikely that they're both at the club come the start of next season because I just can't see how a club like ours has three right backs. Thoughts? Mm, it's very. You see, the thing is, we, you can only assess on what you're seeing currently, um, and at the moment, like you would say, uh, well, after especially after the performance on uh, against City, that you know, Maitland Lines is, is has got something about him, absolutely. Um, and then, and we, you, you touched on it earlier, Jack. That you know, you can't have. We got three players, said you know, effect, effectively in that position. You can't have three uh, because Suarez is definitely there. So you know, you've, then you've got a choice of you know Bellerin and, and Lars. So we definitely need a cover. So one of them has to say as to which one of the two has to go if there is going to be a departure from from one of those th- uh, two players. It's it, at the moment. I think I don't know about you guys, but from what we've been seeing of Bellerin of late, it's not been fantastic now yes he has improved a little bit um in the last couple of games yes he has come back from a very bad injury so maybe he needs the time to to regain some of that 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 you know that that style and 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 that you know that good stuff that we saw from him at the beginning when he first came along Uh, and he started showing snippets of it in especially you know in in the last game uh that he was doing some good stuff going forward um but he's still to me 
he's still he, he, that he doesn't have that physical presence whether he regains the pace or not is a different question but that physical presence is still for me you know on a one-on-one will he be able to to beat his man i'm not so sure whereas maitland niles does that with to great effect to me he seems stronger he seems more focused i i said again it's a difficult one but if you, again you will push push to ask me I would at the moment, depending on, you know, irregardless of what the player wants at the moment, if it was just a question from the outside, um, I'd say Bellerin at the moment. Bloody hell, Neil, you want to sell Leno, you want to sell Bellerin. I mean, we just won a semi-final, mate. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I'd agree with you. Uh, it's a yeah. difficult one, yeah, because the man is what the, if the, if you look at Niles like yesterday and you say he does that every game, it's it's you can't mm. sell him. Mm. Um, but then you also, if you look at Bellerin, and only Arteta knows this, is he watching Bellerin thinking That's he's going right. to come back physically to his best, or is he looking at him going, I don't see any change physically in him, and I'm concerned by that because we need more from our fullbacks in terms of athleticism and energy and whatnot. Mm. You um, know what though, if if someone is offering forty million quid for Bellerin, you take no it. one's offering that. Surely, I mean, yeah, well, if, but, they, if they are, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying cash in. Yeah, because absolutely, you won't get that. You won't get that kind of money for him again. No, and you're not going to get so that for Niles. It. In fairness, you're not, you're and with all due respect, uh, we've lost yeah. better than Bellerin. I mean, with all due respect to Bellerin, I think he's a lovely lad, but we have lost better mm. than him before. So it's not going to be a massive hole in our in our squad for me. No, but, yeah, no, no. I, I won't. I won't. I won't be one of those that. You know, if Bellerin was to go like, yeah, screw you type thing, yeah. I'd, 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 I'd thank him for what he's done. Yeah, and exactly. Like that. Yeah. I think he's a cracking, yeah, I think he's a cracking, in, you know, cracking guy, everything else. Yeah. Something's yeah, going to happen. Million, and 40, 40 million quids, 40 million quid. Yeah. If that's on the cards, then yeah, I'd take that. I'd take that every day. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd put, I'd put money that they're both not here come sort of end of wow, October. Wow, okay. Or whenever that win. I, I, one of them's got to go. But it doesn't make any sense. Again, I go back to like, just look at, Liverpool, for example, do you know who their backup right back is? I don't think you do. Yeah. So, so they definitely no, don't, don't have three have at one. the club. Yeah, there you go. So they have one, and now that's probably because Klopp's importing tons of PEDs. But still, they, they, they even <laughs> they, you know, they definitely, definitely don't have three backup. They don't have three right backs. So it just doesn't make any yeah. sense for where we're yeah. going. Do you think though, if, if Bellerin, I'm sorry, I'm, I know I'm digressing here, and we got you know, we're quite short on time. But um, if if he was to sell Bellerin. Mm. I can't see Cedric being second choice for Niles. I don't no, think he'd accept that. No. But do, do you know what the weird thing is, James? Is he doesn't have to make that decision at that point. It's like it's like when Debushi came in, and then suddenly, mm, ben, it's, yeah. it, you know, do you know what I mean? Generally, you have one experienced player and one sort oh, of younger yeah, sure. player, don't you? And I, I yeah. think the profile of um, of Niles is different. Mm. Massively from the other mm. two in terms of, I mean, he's by far the most um, athletic. I would say at this. Point. See, I I I think he's got more of a chance of where he was the other day. And then we have like an inverted one because because from the point being of um, I don't know how well, long Mari's gonna I don't know how long Mari's gonna be in. That's a for. good point actually. That's and a really t- good point. T- t- I'd keep Tierney and I would keep this three at the back. And so, you know so if what you you're saying is this left footed centre half, then yeah, I would keep Niles out on the left hand side. Actually, you, you you made me think a little bit because then you, basically what you're yeah. saying is you can sell Kalashnikov and not replace him. That's what you're saying. Oh, yeah, God, get yeah, rid exactly. of him, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, which think, actually, think, so okay, I think okay. that's the better option. Then, really, then maybe because... there is an option where they all stay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Maybe there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Se- yeah, yeah. Sell, selling Kalasanach will always be the best option. In my yeah. yeah, yeah. What's 100%. the option? Just, <laughs> just, get, just, get, just get rid of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just for free. Just get rid of free. Um, yeah. Two more. Jamie you... McCleary. Uh, Jamie McCleary at Jamie McCleary on Twitter says, with Tierney coming in from Scotland, James, and Martinelli coming in from Brazil, should we should the club be looking more to those hit markets rather than the obvious sort of Spain, Italy, Germany markets, seeing as we have severe budget constraints and we'll probably have less competition. Um, we have a link link for the, for the Southern um, American market now with Edu, you know, yeah. come from there. Do you, do you think that's something we should tap into? Yeah. I mean, we, we used to tap into all sorts, didn't we beforehand? And I mean, um, you know, I, I know, I know that you said Scotland there and everything else. Tini wasn't cheap though, was he? He was like 25 mil, I think. Yes, he was. Yeah. About yeah, 25 so, mil. Yeah. 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 No, no, I, I for me, I don't, I, you know, I don't care where they come from as long as they're good. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just just wherever. Like, I, I, I don't ever look at it and go, well, we've signed him from there. Oh, God, no. What's he going to be like? I, I, I don't judge him until I see him in the shirt and what they That's do for right, us. That's right, exactly that. I mean, so, wait, wait. you know, they can they can come from Timbuktu. Yeah. If, like, if they can, if they score goals or get assists or keep clean sheets. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It would when, be nice to see us sort of a scout a market. Like when are you still like, sorry, Neil, that's like, right. That's like, what I was going to say. Yeah. He used to, he taps into the African market, didn't he? And he right. bought but then everyone started place, to do it. Yeah. Exactly. And then yeah. everyone started to do yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, nice. in terms of France, we were ahead of everybody. Oh, well ahead. And then, and then, to, and then towards the end, I think other, I think other uh, teams, like you said, caught up and then mm. somewhat got better than us at it. But no, in terms of that, like you said, they're that South American, Latin American market with Edu and everything else like that. Yeah, I would, I would kindly take an eighteen-year-old, you know, type player that's on the level of a Martinelli again. Oh God! Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's yeah. a gem. and that was a great story yeah. behind that. I mean, he was playing mm-hmm. the Brazilian fourth division. They saw him in this sort of cup competition they do every year where they play, um, and he, he was the, the most incredible player apparently in that competition. And that's why we um, we looked to him and signed signed him. I'm not sure how much Edu had to do with it because he wasn't working for us directly, but I think he had something to do with it. So it was, yeah. it was really interesting that story, and that, that would be great to sort of delve into. Sort of, um, you know, that market. Obviously, we know, you know, South American, you know, have some great talent. So it'd be really, really interesting. So yeah, a good question. Last one, but there's a couple of questions in it, Neil. Um, quick one for you is um, Simon Budgie says, top man Simon, thank you. Um, says, um, could, should, first of all, should we shut up and just let Arteta go on with it? Because he's, you know, he's obviously getting the performances out of the players. And uh, and, and yeah, Simon, you're right. He knows way more than all of us put together. But we're, we're still going to talk about it, I guess. But um, have you changed your mind on any players, Neil? I presume he means um, since Arteta comes come in, have you changed your mind on any players? I mean, we, we well, go back and forth every week, don't we? Yeah, yeah. But I'm certainly, <laughs> uh, the one that stands up for me is Xhaka, 100%, if I change my mind. I wanted him yeah, out of the club, yeah. and then he's come along, yeah. and he's and he's and he's spoken to him. He's sat him down, and and it's completely, it's a complete role reversal. It's unbelievable. It's almost like, you know, uh, by the definition of bipolar in in such a positive way for us. Um, complete turnaround. I mean, even to a certain extent now, even you know, a lot of people wanted Louise out. Didn't want him to have a a, a contract extension. But if he's going to put in performances like he's done in the last couple of games. Jesus, we need him. We need him not for only what he does behind the scenes. You need him for what he actually showed on the pitch, uh, especially against against City. He was, you know, magnificent. But I thought Xhaka was out, has been outstanding uh, of late. Yeah, he's made, made made maybe a couple of blunders here and there, but 
you know, generally uh, under Arteta, Xhaka has has done so well. And um, as you were saying earlier, uh, you know, he's formed a great partnership with Sabias. And if he stays uh, for another loan for a year, you know, he's a Xhaka is essential for. So for me, there are a few players, but for me, um, Xhaka stands out. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, I'll give I'll give James the the the, the next one from si- Simon. Um, and Neil, feel free to chime in on it. I think we mentioned it briefly, but would you keep the same eleven for the final, or do you think um he's um it, that's obviously we get up against Chelsea in the final, completely different type of threat, or do you think he, um Arteta picked the team that nullified City's threat? James, would you keep the same team for the final, and if you would change anything, um, what would you change? I would swap out Mustafi for Rob Holding. Oh, you first for, just, yes, mm, exactly that. Yeah, just 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 you, for the not 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 yeah. not that I think you know. But he's not, quite good in the air, Mustafi. Mustafi that's well, yeah, yeah. But I I think that um, Holding's better, mm. and um, I, I would rather Holding against Giroud than Mustafi personally. But no, I wouldn't moan if it was the same. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't complain at all. If you, that's just you know, you, if you're asking me my choice, then yeah. But no, I, I, I wouldn't care. I'd keep it the same if it if it had to be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Neil, Neil, completely different prospect. Would you do anything? Because obviously they got Giroud right, and in, in this game, City were whipping balls in left, right, and centre, but they really weren't whipping them into anyone that's great in the air. Giroud, we know, is one of the best. Um, he loves dealing with balls. You know, coming into the box, different angles, front post, back post, up in the air. He's great at doing that. Would I mean? Would, would you like James? Would you change that position, or would you do something different? Hmm. I, I, I would. I was going to say the same thing as James. Uh, I didn't think. I didn't factor in Giroud to be fair, but I, I would do pretty much the same thing. Only because Holding has been there before and done it, and he'd done it so well against. Uh, was it Costa? He had in his pocket. I can't remember. Yeah. Now. Um, yeah, yeah. So and 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 for that kind of experience, uh, I'm not saying Mustafi's not got. Is he short experience? I'm not saying that at all, but. You know, Holding was there and done it in a final, in the FA Cup final against the same team. Uh, I know obviously the team's differently set up now and it's a different manager. I, you know, of course I appreciate that. But there's something, I, I agree, he's not, he's not, he's probably, you know, Mustafi maybe is better in, in the air. But, you know, are we going to see the Mustafi we've seen over the last couple of games or is it going to be the Mustafi that unfortunately, you know, switched uh, against Spurs? And that's my, that's my little worry about Mustafi. He is, he's, when he's good, he's very good, but he has got that mistake in him. And the, God, we, we can't afford to make any mistakes. We have to be immaculate in the final as we were in the semi final. But I just, for me, uh, you know, holding as a, you know, he's not the the sweetest and he's not the flair player, the, the distributor that maybe some of the others are. But what he does, he does a job. Defensively, he does a job and he, he's, he does the job he's paid to do. He, he does There's no extravagance in him. He just does it. He just gets on with it. He reminds me of a very old school defender. And I don't know. Maybe maybe we need him in the mix uh, in, in in a cup final like that. I don't know. But it's a it's a it's a good question. But I, I like James. You know, Arteta knows best. He, he, he you know he, he he put that team out. There was a few raised eyebrows, maybe with Niles's inclusion. But at the end of the day, he got it spot on. So I'll leave it to the great man to decide. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to judge, especially, you know, it's two mm. weeks away. Um, mm. Saka's the one that makes me think a little bit. I agree with you on holding, but at the same time, I get the feeling it just won't happen because he's not played mm. holding in a back three. And yeah, he clearly yeah. doesn't. There's, a, there's a clearly a feeling on him there that he's, he's not going to use him in that back three, but he seems more willing to play him in a back four. So when yes. Arteta starts to think that, you just get the feeling. And, and I, like you boys, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to stick with that sort of back three formation. But I wonder if Saka can come in 
where he could come in. Could he come in at left wing back and maybe move Niles if we were going to use him to the right wing back? That means Bellerin would be dropped, which is a big call. Um, could could Saka even come in for Pepe if you're going to try to to have a different front three, yeah, maybe? Possible. But then, you, do you know what I mean? So I just I, I wonder. Saka's the one that throws me. Um, but it's a good question. And I just want to mention. I don't know if I did that. It was the question about Pepe was from Camo Hello, and I don't know if I said that Camo Hell, and yeah, then it's did, like a lot. Yeah. I did say that. Sorry. Um, yeah, you did, thank yeah. you for that question because um, I've not seen him come up in our questions before. But um, quick thing, I uh, want to get your predictions for Villa, which is tomorrow. Oh, we just found out. Something <laughs> is Wednesday. Um, what are your thoughts? Um, obviously, with the final, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the final. There's so much to talk about with the history and, and obviously against Chelsea and, and and to build up to it. So I want to do that a bit more next week. But um, with that in mind, though. Neil, uh, I want to get your predictions for Villa and just a quick thoughts on would you are you in two minds would you would you adjust and rotate a lot now because you think there's very little to play for in the league or would you would you continue to try to build momentum and and, and play as strong a team as possible two minds so very quickly um I'm wary of the fact that we've only just played and we've played two very intensive games really psychologically mentally physically everything must have been draining for all the players. You know, two, two of the arguably the greatest teams in the last two, three years. So we got, you know, we can't deny that, and we beat them both, and we did it in such a great way. Must have taken a lot out of the players. So for that respect, the turnaround is so fast. You know, I think he's got to do some rotation. He's got to. I, I personally, I, I don't know what chances we've got uh, in, 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 in getting a European, European place now. You know, Tottenham have started firing now as well, and. I just don't know if it's out of our, our reach. I'm not so sure. But for me, it, we, we can't go with the mentality that we just forget the league. It's not worth it. And we just focus on the final. I don't agree with that because it's about momentum. It's so important. We've just about started to build, or Arteta has rebuilt that confidence back into all the players, especially in the defensive side of things. And I still feel that we have to win. We have to go out and win these two games, whether they mean anything or not whether it gets us a, play, a top six place or not. For me, it's all about momentum. We have to get, we still have to have that momentum. We, we can't disregard uh, the fact that, you know, there's still two games and think, oh, it doesn't matter. We're not going to make top six. It doesn't matter if we feel with a very weak team and we don't, we don't get the results. And then for me, winning mentality is what Arteta has to instill in all these players, in the whole squad. We have to carry that through because it's important, not just for, uh, reading up to the final, but it's important as a foundation for the beginning of next season, for sure, um, and to carry it through and to see how how that starts panning out for for Arteta. Arteta has to build a confidence within this team that they are to be feared, that they're a very hard team to beat. So for me, every single game is important, irrespective of whether that gets us a top six or not. So that's my take on it. Um, but we've also then got to weigh that and balance that. What Arteta has with the fact that he's got to avoid any key injuries leading up to the final, because of course it's a final we want to win. So mm. it's, 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 it's going to be interesting how he, how he sets it up. But this got for me for Tuesday for tomorrow, there's got to be some rotation because we've had two very intensive games. There's got to be some degree of rotation, I feel to rest some of the players, I believe. Yeah. Away at Villa, what's your predictions? Oh, sorry. Um, sorry. Uh, no, no, sorry. Oh, um, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I think we're going to do okay. I, I, I they're, they're fighting for their lives. But I think we 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 we've 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 we've, just, we've seen something in in the in the boys now, and I'm going to go for um, I'll go for two one, two one, two and, one. and I want to and I want to I want to see Pepe score uh, because I want to hear James's uh, <laughs> chant 
but I think it'll be a Bamiyang again, but I want to see Pepe score. Nice. And Neil would start Gwendouzi and Ozil on oh, to it Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, good rotation. You know, got to rotate yeah. a little bit. I it's agree good. with the rotation, though. I agree with that. And uh, I think you'll see the likes of Cedric and maybe yeah. the midfield partnership yeah. of Xhaka and Ceballos giving a bit of a rest. And, um, because, you know, they are out, clearly our best two at this point. I think so Torreira's think... starting, can you? Yeah, Torreira starting. Saka coming back in. Yeah. Um, Eddie, is he, is, he, is he still got one more? No, no, he's, he's done. done now. He's done. So Eddie starting would be nice. Um, you know, just a few changes like that. Reese Nelson coming in. Yeah, a few of those. A, a, mm. a few, a few mm. of those changes. Yeah, I, I agree. Two one. Abamyang. James. Um, quick thoughts on. Uh, um, do you agree with Neil in terms of trying to keep the momentum going? What do you think our chances are in the league of getting a Europa League spot? I think they're pretty yeah. slim, personally. See, this is really difficult because. Villa, they're, they're, they're fighting for survival and I think they can still save themselves. And I mean, they beat Palace and they, they've drew with Everton. So I think this is going to be tough. I think they're going to come out at us a lot better than um, the other teams did. And I, I think we're going to I think we're going to find it a bit of a tricky game. But um, in terms of the rotation, for me, I would completely rotate for this game. Yeah, um, such I a big rotate, turnaround. Yeah, I would, I would rotate pretty much everyone for this game. But then the Watford game, I'd go for the team that he wants to play in the final and say that, you know, with the five subs, the majority of them, you're going to get about an hour to 65 minutes mm. and then and then bring the subs on. I mean, I, I had a look last night just at what the journos and that were saying for the predicted lineups. And um, they obviously had Martinez in goal. But then it was a, it was the it was Cedric at right back with um, a back three of Holding, Socrates and Kolasinac. And then Tierney. Or they, yeah, I know. I know. They said they said Tierney or um, Saka would play the left wing back. And then it was a midfield of um, Torreira and Joe Willock. And then it was a forward three of Nelson, um, uh, Nelson Enkatia and Saka. Mm. So I was like, do you know what? I, I wouldn't mind seeing the three English boys up front. I, I would, I'd be quite excited for that actually. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing that front. What three. was the middle two? But, what was the sentiment? Um, they, they said it was going to be Torreira and Joe Willock. It could well be. Could well yeah, be. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, but uh, you, you, you made the joke earlier. Um, this is apparently Mesut Ozil has no back soreness. He, he, he is. He is cleared to actually play, like properly cleared. Oh, after three years of chronic back pain, I know. I know. Apparently, apparently, he is he is uh, available for selection. There is no injury concern for him. Didn't he post so, that he's flying to Turkey on Instagram? Did I? I, I haven't got a fucking uh, clue. I, do you know what? I'm, bo- I'm I'm really it's bored. bored of it, yeah, yeah, it's boring. Yeah, yeah. But no, I'm going to go for a. 2-1 Arsenal win, and uh, now that he's free and the shackles are off him, uh, I'm going to go with Enketia scoring. Okay, you said 2-1? Yeah, two yeah. One. it's difficult because Aubameyang as well, he's still in the running for golden boot, and I, I think I think that he might want that, and I think you'll look at it going, you know, I think Vardy's still at the top with 23, and then I think Ings and him are on 20 each, I think. I can't remember. Or I think Ings might be on 20. Oh, you know, Ings is on 21 and Aubameyang's on 20. So he might think to himself, you know, I could probably get two or so against Villa and then I might bash a hat-trick against Watford. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. I yeah, agree, though. I, I, agree, I don't you know. know. I think he might accept being dropped. I think he might, I think he might go, well, do you know what? 
I'd rather win the FA Cup than the Golden Boot. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure. I, you, I'm sure. I, would, I think yeah. he'll be in the squad. Though I think he will be in the in the bench. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree though. Yeah. I think we've got to rotate more. Tomorrow is just not. There's not enough time for these players to recover. So I think we've got to rotate oh, like five or six tomorrow, and uh, and then come back. Yeah, like you said, and and put out a, a, a closer to a sort of cup final team. Um, I'll go. One nil win now. Reese Nelson tomorrow. Um, finger, fingers nice. crossed we can we can get that win. And at least if someone does drop points, we're going to need two teams, I think, to drop points. Um, but um, at least if they do, then you're not, you you, you know, you're not regretting. Does some the of them that's near us play each other as well? Don't they? Yeah, I, I actually I mainly looked at. I was kind of curious about Chelsea Chelsea's fixtures and Wolves played Chelsea in the last game. Yeah. So you know that's that's interesting for them. So you kind of want. Um, Chelsea to still have something to play for in that last game in a way, so Wolves, you know, might 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 drop points there. I think Sheffield United have got maybe they got Southampton, um, but Spurs have just got Palace to play, and you'd, Palace have been pretty woeful, haven't they? So yeah. it, so you'd expect Spurs to probably beat Palace, and um, but it's 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 a difficult one. Yeah, I, I think it's a real long shot for Europe in the in the league now, but obviously. The FA Cup's huge, huge for us, and we're gonna we're gonna build up to that. But um, we will come back hopefully after the Villa game because I think it's Tuesday, Sunday this week the game. So yeah, hopefully after the Villa game, and hopefully it's a positive result. Boys, it was great. It went so long that the the the, the, the pod recording <laughs> it timed out. And we had to start it all over again. But we're in another FA Cup final. Fantastic 21. performance. Just beat the two best teams in the league. Yeah. Um, one of our worst seasons. You know, or you know, still better up, than up, up, yeah, still better than Tottenham, and uh, got the FA Cup final to look forward to and keep our fingers crossed for. So, we're gonna Come be back on. after the Villa game. Come on, Jonas, thank you, boys. Take Thanks care, very much, thank you. Have a good day, both of you. Yeah, Take care, boys. Cheers, cheers, James. Take care, mate. Bye. See ya. Bye 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 bye. bye.